0: If you have your Bibles, turn to Numbers. As we look into Numbers 13, we're going to read a selection of verses out of Numbers 13. Let's stand together as we read. We're going to read verses 1 and 2 together.
1: Numbers 13, verses 1 and 2.
0: And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the children of Israel. From each tribe of their fathers, you shall send a man, every one, a leader among them. Father, I ask this morning that you would, God, give us wisdom. Or that we would have an understanding that you have called us to things.
1: You have called us to the gospel. You have called us to the area that we live in. You've called us to the area that we work in.
0: And Father, there are some that are there that will receive what you have called us to do, that they will receive Christ as their Savior. But how can they hear if they don't have a preacher? So may we understand that we have been sent, and we're to trust
1: that you have already made provision, that we will trust that, God, those that you are reaching, that you've already done the work, We just have to put in the effort. That's what we've been called to do. May
0: we take you, Father God, at your word. We pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. As we look here in Numbers 13, it is time for the people to go in. God has led them out of Egypt, leadership of Moses. Now he has said to Moses, send these men in. Make sure that these 12 men that go are leaders of their tribe. And what it will help us to understand today is that there are those who are leading that perhaps really don't fit the bill, that really aren't doing uh, living in faith. And it makes it hard when, when, we, are, when we have people that, that are in position of leadership that God has not called to that position. But we put people in a lot of times by what they make, how much money they earn, what their last name is, those type of things. But God is saying, look, you need to send men that are leaders, men of faith. But some things that they need to understand as they go in to spy out the land that are important. If you look here in verse 2, it says, send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the children of Israel. What is the most important part there? God's already taken care of it. God says it is yours. I am giving it to you. Go and take possession. I'm giving it to you. Go in and look, check it out, and know that my word is good. And if that wasn't good enough, let's go to Exodus chapter 6, verse 4. This is God talking prior to this moment. And he is saying, I have also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land of their pilgrimage, in which they were strangers. Exodus 6, 8. it says, I will bring you into the land which I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and I will give it to you as a heritage. I am the Lord. God has already made this promise for this to take place. Exodus 23, verse 23. My, for my angel will go before you and bring you into the uh, Amorites and the Hittites and the Perizzites and the Canaanites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, and I will what? Cut them off. God is saying, this is your land. I am giving it to you. I want you to go and take possession of it. It is yours. Get after it. And these men have this promise as they go in to spy out the land. They've already been told this, what you're going to see, everything that you lay your
1: eyes upon belongs to you. I am giving it to you. They have the promise of God, they have the word of God. It is theirs. So, what do we find? We find that they were told to give a report. And
0: here's the report. Verses 17 through 33 is where we'll begin. Verses 17 through 33. Then Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said to them, Go up this way into the south and go up to the mountains and see what the land is like. Moses as a military leader, Moses as a man who, who's desiring to bring his people safely in. He's saying, go get a high vantage point so you can see all that is there. And in verse 18, he says, and see what the land is like, whether the people who dwell in it are strong or weak, few or many, whether the land they dwell in is good or bad, whether the cities they inhabit are like camps or strongholds, whether the land is rich or poor and whether these, uh, there are forests uh, are there or not. Be of good courage and bring some of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the season of the first ripe grapes. So they went up and spied out the land from the wilderness of Zin as far as Rehob near the entrance of Hamath. And they went up through the south. Now we read this, and as you read it, it's giving a description of how they went up, what they were told to do, check out the land, do all of those things. But remember, as they're going in, no matter what the instructions were, what do they already know? It's theirs. God has given it to them. They can go in on the promise that God has already delivered. It is theirs to take. But let's keep reading here. Let's kind of look down here in that same verse we were just reading. And at the end, close to the end of that verse, it says, The descendants of Anak were there. There
1: were giants. There were very large people. Verse 23. Then they came to the valley of Eschol, and there cut down a branch with
0: uh, which are, uh, excuse me, with one cluster of grapes. Then it says they carried it between two of them on a pole. They also brought some of the pomegranates and figs. Folks, this. This land was so good, so bountiful, so plentiful, so rich, so ripe that the the grapes they picked was such a huge bunch they had to literally put it on a pole and carry it between two men. Everything that God had told them was true. That's what he wanted to go in and see. Look that my word is good. Look that what
1: I tell you is absolute. Folks, if we'll just take God at his word, the victory is already ours.
0: If we just say God at his word, the victory is ours. We keep reading here. Verse 26 says, or verse 25 says, And they returned from spying out the land after 40 days. Now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron, all the congregation of the children of Israel, in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back word of, to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Now verse
1: 27 says, then they told him and said, we went in to the
0: land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. Folks, the evidence of what God had told them was there. God's word was good. It was right. It was trustworthy. They've got all the evidence that they need. They knew that God had said, go in and take it. This is the land. This is what you desire. This is what I desire for you. This is where it's at. You have been given this. I'm giving you my word. Anybody that gets in your way, I will cut them off. Go take the land. Now I would hope that as a church. We would recognize that God has put us here in the middle of this area of Waller County, and he is saying, listen, I want you to go, and I want you to possess the land. I want you to go and take what is there. I have put you there for a reason. I have put you there as an influence. I have put you there to take that and to take my gospel and take the good news, and I would hope that we would have that attitude of God has given us his word. He's called us to this place. We need to be faithful. God has done this so often. I have pastored many churches where we all agreed God is calling us to do something, and then we form a committee. And instead of being obedient and going and doing what God called us to do, we form these committees, and the next thing you know, you get this next word that shows up in Scripture. They've got all the evidence that God needs. Everything that they need is there. They can take God at His word. But remember, there's always going to be those people that begin a sentence like this, nevertheless, but you ever been there with that? We know it's good, but okay. Here's the honest truth. I used to not be this guy. I used to be the guy that would say, let's go. Let's do what God called us to do. But to be honest, I find myself a lot of times becoming this person. Yes, God, we know what you're calling us to do. Yes, Lord, we know what you're asking asking of us. You've already told us that it's ours. Go take it. But God, have you
1: noticed? When nevertheless starts a sentence, we've got to go back and remember the promises of God. I think about Mike and Sylvia and the ministry that they have there, and
0: I wonder how many nevertheless are but people they had over the years. If they would listen to those people, they would never have the influence that they have now. It would not be there. The the, the orphanage would not be there in the village of cheese. They would not have a great influence there. They would not be respected had they listened to those who said, yes, but you don't understand all the obstacles. You don't understand everything that's in the way. You don't understand how hard it's going to be. No, what we forgot is that God said it's yours. We've forgotten that God has said, "This is what I've called you to. This is what I've I've given you to do." We've got to go back and remember. I have, Exodus six four I have also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land of their privilege or of their pilgrimage. Excuse me, in which they were strangers. Exodus six eight And I will bring you into the land which I swore to give you to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, and I will give it to you as a heritage. I am the Lord. When God calls a church to something, when God calls you as an individual to something great, folks, he is calling you to step out in faith and quit looking at all the distractions around you. Quit looking at all the, the, the things that are going to be there as trouble and as issues and just be faithful. Take God at his word. Take God at his word. But you have those who just, you know... It's just too hard. It's just too hard. One thing I've been blessed with at this church is I've been blessed with an older group of people who have never told me we don't want to do that. This church has changed a lot over the years because people have seen that God is faithful and he wants us to reach the, the, the county around us, the people around us, the young, the old, the middle age. He wants people here. And I've never seen a, a, a older people in this church come to me and say we can't do that. You don't understand how hard that's going to be. But instead, this church has been very supportive, which is what these people needed, which is what Moses needed. He needed to hear from the people saying, it's going to be okay. God has given it to us. But that's not what Moses heard. He says, nevertheless, verse 28, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. And the Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, the Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. Man, don't you understand how hard this is going to be? This isn't a message about getting those negative people out of your life because you're going to always have negative people. This is a message about remembering that God is good and his word is good. And quit looking at all the negative things around you. And instead of listening to all of the things that are there, remember, he said, I will cut them off. If they are in the way, I will get rid of them for you. And so what do we have in verse 30? Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. Caleb didn't care who was with him. He just knew that God was with
1: him. Think about this for a moment. When David is running at Goliath, David knew something. David
0: knew that his own people were behind him, way behind him,
1: ready to run after the giant killed him. But David knew something. David knew that God was with him. And what did David do? He ran full steam ahead.
0: He had the sling in his hand and he let it fly, that stone fly, and it
1: hit the giant exactly where God directed it to hit. Because David understood that if anything was in the way of God's people, he would cut them off. Caleb's the same way. Caleb was, listen, God is with us. And if God is for us, who can be against us? Amen. Caleb understood this.
0: He had it in his heart. Listen, you people, step up. Or get out of the way. That was his attitude. Let's go. Let's get this
1: done. We can take this. We can overcome it. You see, God has promised the land. God had guaranteed them victory over their enemies. They just had to obey, and it was theirs. Here's the one thing that's hard to deal with in life sometimes. Watching how easy some things come to people and realizing how hard things come in your life. You ever been there? Work really hard for things and other people just nothing to it. They get whatever they want anytime they want. Listen, God has given you exactly what you need. You just got to go take it. We used to be a church when we were growing. We were going door to door, knocking,
0: door to door, sharing the gospel. Handing out packets of who we were, who the Lord was, doing those things, door to door, going around, making sure people understood, knew who God was, knew what was
1: needed in their life. We wanted people to know. And I know that I have been harsh at times. Not just hard, but harsh
0: sometimes. And I've got to learn to temper what I say, and I understand
1: that. But folks, when it comes to the gospel, let me tell you, we have a great responsibility. And you're not doing anything that God has not already prepared. Folks, if a person is
0: going to receive Christ, it's not your job to do the work. God's already done it.
1: It's your job to go plant the seed. It's your job to go and share. But we have too many people who just can't see how good God is.
0: Instead, we, we get this. Verse 31 says, But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not
1: able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. Can you imagine? Telling God,
0: God, you're just, you're just not strong enough for these people. Do we forget that God created
1: those very people that they're afraid of? And what did God promise them? He said, I'll cut them off. We have to be men and women who take God at his word. The Bible is so very clear. God's word is good. And he has told us, he's called us as a church to make a difference to influence the lost with the gospel. And I know that we get scared. I know that we fear that. But I'm telling you, God has already made the way. What about these people? What about these men who have said, you know what? We can't do it. We're afraid. Let, Let me read
0: to you out of Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 34 through 38. It says this, And the Lord heard the sounds of your words, And was angry and took an oath, saying, Surely not one of these men of this evil generation shall see that good land of which I swore to give to your fathers, except Caleb. He shall see it, and to him and his children I am giving the land on which we walked,
1: because he wholly followed the Lord.
0: And the Lord was also angry with me for your sake, saying, Even you shall not go in there. Moses understood he wasn't headed in. He wasn't going to get to go. Joshua, the son of Nun, who stands before you, he shall go in there. Encourage him, for he shall cause Israel to inherit it. You had two spies, two men who were willing to stand and take the land. And you had ten who had lost their faith. Ten who didn't trust in God's word.
1: And ten who died along with an entire generation on this side of the Jordan two who took God at his word got to cross the Jordan and got to receive the promise that God had given them. Folks, a lot of people start out in ministry. They start out, they go, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But then the going gets hard. It gets rough. They maybe didn't count the cost. And it gets, gets, gets really hard. And they forget that God has made the way. There are days that I feel like I can't do any better. I can't do any more. And I'm reminded a lot of times by my wife. God called us to do this. And God called us here. I want a faithful church. And I want to be a faithful pastor. And I want to trust that God at his word will give us fertile ground, fertile soil to go and plant the word of God in. We are living in a very hard world, yes. But because it's so hard, people are ready for something good. And that good thing is the gospel. I want to be a Caleb and a Joshua in this generation. I want to be the one that will say, God, wherever you call me to go, I will go. Because your word is good. I want to read something to you if I can. This world has
0: been hard ever since Adam and Eve sinned. And if you look back over the time as people wrote, you see the hardship of life. There's always been issues, always been struggles, always been trouble. I want to read you something out of the Pilgrim's Progress. John Bunyan wrote this. He says, Looking very narrowly before him as he went, he espied two lions in the way. Now, thought he, I see the dangers that mistrust and timorous were
1: driven back by. The lions were chained that he saw not the chains. Then he was afraid and thought also himself to to go back after them, for he thought
0: nothing but death was before him. But the porter at the lodge, whose name is Watchful, perceiving that Christian made a halt as if he would go back, cried out unto him, saying, Is thy strength uh, so small? Fear not the lions, for they are chained and are placed there for trial of faith where it is, and for discovery of those that
1: have none. Keep in the midst of the path, and no hurt shall come unto thee. Then I saw, he went on, trembling for fear of the lions, but taking good heed to the discretions of the porter. He heard them roar, but they did him no harm. You and I are walking down a path, where God has chained the lions. We just have to be willing to start walking. If we look, when God calls us to something, we will find a, any excuse we can not to be obedient. But I'm telling you, God has already chained the lions. Caleb understood that. Caleb understood
0: they were chained, and he said, let's go and possess the land. Let's go take what's already
1: been given to us. But so many of us live in fear, live in fear, and will never possess what is ours. Now, I'm not talking about riches. Folks, I am talking about influence for the gospel. God has put us here to make a difference. He has given this place to us. We are here for a reason. For such a time as this, God has put us here. Let's bring the gospel to a lost and hurting world and trust that God has made a way. Amen? Let's
0: stand together. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the promise, God, that you have already taken care of everything that we fear, that you're calling us to in life. What you're calling us to as individuals, as families, and as a church.
1: Lord, may we be found faithful. May we trust that your word is good. Your word is so good. What holds us back is fear. Just as in the book of the Pilgrim's Progress, Father, we know that the the lions are chained. That's
0: why Paul wrote freely while he was in prison. Because he knew that until you called him home, no matter what harm came to him, it wouldn't cause him death until you were ready for him. That's why he wrote those letters of
1: encouragement. While he was the one really who needed encouraging Yet he was able to encourage because he knew that you'd already provided. Lord God, why are we here? What have we been called to? Lord, we know that whatever it is, you've already made a way. Let us focus upon you and not the distractions around us. We pray this in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen.